do you hear? That sound. That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a bay watch because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And also, I'm convinced that this may be the episode that makes me hate Guido forever, um, which was a very sad development. But we'll get into that later, because the thing we need to talk about first is the fact that we've got a very special guest this episode. Valerie, welcome back to the podcast. Well, hello. I'm so happy to be here. It's my third time. Yeah. Well, does this make you the most podcastiest of guests? Wow. I think so. Well, I, I mean, and, and spoilers, you'll break your own record soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I will. My family is dominating the podcast. They really are. Yeah. The podcast market is being monopolized <laughs> by your family. <laughs> we should get an FCC investigation into this. Feels like insider trading. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What are we, an NFT? Ooh. Ooh. Can you make yeah, it nearly of- fucking through with this podcast? Ooh. No, we're not. No, not even close. One of my no. coworkers today said, "You're still doing that podcast," and I said, "You've been doing it for eight months." And I was on season two when I when I, when I got here. There's eleven yeah. seasons of this. We're not giving up. Well, we've given yeah. up in a way. <laughs> That's true. In that fact, is very true. It's possible that the show may have given up because this oh, is God. Baywatch season three, episode 15, Vacation, part one. Ooh. Mm. Part one, part two. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, before I tell you a little bit about this episode, uh, Valerie told me a very shocking thing uh, before we started recording tonight, which was that you watched this episode three times. I tonight I did three times. Why? Wow. <laughs> okay, because normally in the past when I've been on this lovely podcast, I've taken extensive notes and I have been doing nothing but interviewing people at work the past week and taking notes and I was like I can't write another note to save my life. So I was like I'll just watch it three times and remember everything. So <laughs> the first time I kind of listened while I was cooking. The second time I sat down and watched it without subtitles. And the third time I watched it with subtitles. So I feel like I really got wow. a lot out of it. Yeah. Wow. That is dedication. Do you feel like you are on a vacation right now? <laughs> I kind of do. I definitely feel wow. like one of the cast members. Yeah. Mm, that worries me because depending on which <laughs> cast member you are, that can mean very different things. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are you like a Pam Anderson or are you a Buzz Belmondo as Guido? I am always a Pam Anderson. Come on. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of. Okay. Um, wow. Morgan and I are all, <laughs> look, You can be better than that. You don't have to be as hippy dippy as, as <laughs> like you can be better than that. I'm addicted to gambling. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Are you? Uh, I hope not. I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks. That wouldn't be good. Oh, nice. You're going in the winter to Vegas? That's a choice. What's it like there in the winter? It's better than going in the summer. I don't know. I I went in August one time, and it was very hot, and I did not like it. 
Yeah, well, it's hot when it's hot, like, in the world. <laughs> Not in the world, but, you know, in this hemisphere. Wait, wait, you're telling me Las Vegas, when it's hot, it's it's hot? So, there was a great side point, great tweet, where someone was quoting the most recent episode of Doctor Who, where a character goes, morality was your problem. No, morality is my strength. And like, okay, so let me get this straight. Being good is bad. No, being good is good. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Again, but nuanced rating. Again, Baywatch is better than Doctor Who. Uh, yes, uh, Las Vegas will be cold in the winter because it's the winter. Oh, well, th- that's fine. See, I'm like the fairest person that you could possibly imagine. I don't mm-hmm. do well in the sun, so mm-hmm. that'll be fine for me. Plus, I love sweaters. Morgan, I know you that's understand. Right. Oh, absolutely. Hey. Also, it's like 70 there right now, so I think you'll be fine. What? Ugh. You should you should wait a few weeks until it's twenty, and then go. <laughs> I I, uh, I can't. I already bought my tickets. I can't change that now. I'll report back. I'll tell you how it goes, weather wise. Yeah, I look forward to getting uh, <laughs> our our casino update on this episode. If you uh, if you meet Pete Rose, tell him I said hi because you know I'm banned <laughs> from all of those autograph signings, which. I have mm-hmm. mentioned it would be great if I if I remembered which episodes I told which stories on, but I don't. <laughs> I um, but yeah, this is uh, Vacation Part One. It was written by David Braff. Again, no relation to Zach. And directed by Gus Draconis. Aired January 25th, 1993. Let's talk about some gear stars. First off. Kevin Lowe plays U.S. Marshal. Uh, I don't remember who the U.S. Marshal is, but there is apparently a U.S. Marshal. And you may know him from an appearance in the 1997 to 99 show called Working. Valerie, what do you think the show Working is about? Is it about working? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it is, actually. So the premise is, what right. do you do after you graduate college? Go to work. And that is exactly what Matt wants to do. He wants to climb up the corporate ladder the old-fashioned way by working. What? As opposed to, what else? Uh, Murder? But- <laughs> Nepotism, I guess? But with the yeah. bizarre employees that can be found in a multinational corporation, it looks like a long and hard climb to the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's going to be super racist, isn't it? I don't know. Now, you may know him from the oddly similar themed The Corporate Ladder, which is a movie <laughs> from oh. the Playboy channel that what? IMDb tells me it's a pseudo erotica with some beautiful women. Um, <laughs> I, I guess All some right. aren't. I don't know. You tell me, Playboy channel. It's apparently a poor man's fatal attraction, which was Mernon Douglas and Glenn Close. Right. Uh, Fun drinking game. Read the reviews to the corporate ladder and take a drink every time you can tell a man wrote a review. (laughs) (laughs) There's like 30 of them. Oh, God. You'll be dead pretty quick. Yeah. You may also know him from the Italian-American mob B-movie drama called In the Kingdom of the Blind, The Man with One Eye is King. Which is way too long of a title. Yes. And apparently it's a bunch of 
really bad Italian American, yo, where, what to do? Like, kind of acting while they shoot people. It sounds okay. Amazing. I do want to see that though. I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I want to see it. It sounds great. Next up, Eric Holland plays Captain Rolf Angstrom, except for Eric Holland isn't his actual name. His oh. name is Olaf Roger Orvigord. Uh, well, that's so much better. I know, right? I think they just didn't want people to, you know, pronounce things that were in... I, I think he's Norwegian, so I guess in Bokmal, which is what the main dialect is there. I don't hmm. know. But Eric Holland, I could pronounce that. You may know him as Sheriff in the 1972 film The Great Northfield Minnesota Raid, where the gangs of Jesse James and Cole Younger joined forces for a bungled robbery of a bank in Northfield, Minnesota, which stars Robert Duvall as Jesse James. And it's written and directed by Philip Kaufman, who co-wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark with... Oh, shit. So... That actually sounds like it might be good. Yeah, I'd watch it. It sounds pretty good. Uh, He also plays Bronski in 1985's movie Gotcha. I have read the plot to this film, and I am still confused what happens (laughs) in this film. Here is the plot. Jonathan plays gotcha with fellow college students, testing ability as assassin or mark using paintball guns on campus. Mm. Period. He flies to Paris on vacation, comma, where he meets the sexy Sasha who takes his virginity, comma, and then on to Berlin, comma, where the game slash ammo gets real. What? (laughs) There's like, what happened in, in the middle of it? Yeah, I feel like we are missing some important context. Yeah. Sasha is played by Lindo Fiorentino, who is the female lead in Men in Black and the female mm. lead in Dogma. But this mm. was like eight years before Men in Black. So it's yeah. early role. Uh, I, I kind of want to see it just because I have no clue what the fuck is going on. As Um. Now, Diana Bellamy plays Abigail Kenilworth. Uh, yes. She was a character actress, mostly. Uh, she was in a movie starring Alec Baldwin, James Woods, and Virginia Madsen called The Ghosts of Mississippi, which was directed by Rob Reiner. It's based on the true story of the 1994 trial of Byron Della Beckwith, who was a white supremacist accused in 1963 of murdering civil rights activist uh, Megger Evers. Uh, accurately enough, James Woods plays the white supremacist in this movie uh, <laughs> in real life. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this movie, but let me say first off, uh, well, I have not seen the movie, first off. Second off, uh, for a movie with that plot, 85% of this cast is white, which annoys the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Because the one black person with any leading credit in here is Whoopi Goldberg, and that's it, and there's eight white people. So that that annoys me. She was also in 53 episodes of the 1994 show Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, along with Tim Curry and Matthew Lawrence. Excuse me? But yes, but, let's talk more about that. But it says Do that I she understand? died in 2001. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you say the show came out in 2004? No, 94. Just kidding. Ignore that. I never claim to be good at adding and subtracting. Reading. (laughs) Or reading. (laughs) 
Now, Michael, you've left out the most important part of the title of this TV show, uh, which is that cyber is spelled S-Y-B-E-R. I, I have not, because I was going to get to that. Uh, ah. At, but first, do either of you know what tokusatsu is? No. No. Well, it's time for a history lesson. Okay. Buckle up. So, back in the early 90s, there was a rage for imported Japanese live content. Heavily, mm-hmm. this was due to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And everyone knows a Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of a show like Power Rangers is that it was extremely cheap to produce. Because you only need to shoot half a TV show. All of the in-costume fighting, giant robot battles, monster stuff, all that was stock footage. So, they only shot the high school stuff, and they dubbed everything else. Right. The footage came from a show called Kyoru Sentai Zayu Ranger, which means Dinosaur Task Force Zayu Ranger. And that is the 16th season of the long-running show Super Sentai, which is a tokusatsu show, which really just means it's a live-action show with lots of special effects. Each season of Power Rangers would adapt footage from a different season of Super Sentai. So it was just a great way for them to make easy money, especially as more kids started watching and they already had at least 16 seasons of content to just pull from. And also that uh, the the producer, Saban, would allow them to then co-produce with Japanese companies and then get more content as the better that did, the better their relationship uh, was with the Japanese production companies, so on and so forth. Now, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, with an S for cyber, was an attempt to cash in on this. While Power Rangers was produced by Saban, this was produced by Dick. Uh, You may remember (laughs) if you watched TV show, anime TV shows back in the 90s, everyone made fun of them because it's DIC, but they would just at the end just go, Dick, Uh, which was very funny because I am 30. Uh, (laughs) Dick did animation and lots of Japanese stuff, but it was also co-produced by uh, Suburaya Productions in Japan. They own the Ultraman franchise, which is the most popular and well-known tokusatsu series. So this show was an adaptation of, of Ultraman, therefore competing directly with Power Rangers on more than one level. And Cyber Squad was an adaptation of Gridman the Hyper Agent, which was a season of Ultraman. Uh, Now, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad couldn't keep up with the Power Rangers. It only lasted 53 episodes. Don't fear, though. There is a well-reviewed anime adaptation of Gridman the Hyper Agent from 2019 called SSSS.Gridman. Of course. I feel like is. Probably four too many S's. Yes. But, uh, yeah, there's your tokusatsu history lesson. Hmm. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Would you like to hear about another person? Sure. You can say no, but too bad. <laughs> it's our podcast, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up is Renee Asa, who plays Nicholas Rogo. You may know him as Guzman, the villain in the 1992 movie Deep Cover, starring Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he was also in 967 Evil 2, the sequel to 976... 
Wow, I wrote this wrong. One of these is right. I don't know which one. It's either 967 <laughs> evil or 976 evil. I don't right. know which one it is. But the point is, they call that phone number and they get superpowers, but then also become servants of Satan. And that's sure. a lot. Uh, great stuff. And then they decide, you know, let's make two more sequels to this. But more importantly, I want to talk about how I was a bit taken aback because I was looking through uh, his IMDb page and he was on one of my favorite shows of all time in a guest role. And it was a guest role I actually remembered him playing. And I was like, oh, shit, it's that guy. And he played a defense attorney in Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> oh, God. It was all set up, Morgan. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Ah. Yeah, he was on Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, Morgan's mm-hmm. favorite show of all time now or something. God. We'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah, probably. We'll have to watch like an episode and, and be like, well, what is the point of Jake and the Fat Man? Why is this show called? Well, we know why it's called that, but why does it exist? And uh, the actual last thing to talk about is we have a. I, oh, sorry, I do yeah. want to talk real quick about Nine Seven Six Evil, um, which is that the film title refers to the Nine Seven Six area code, which was previously what One Nine Hum. 900 numbers were so it was talking about the evils of telephone calls that you have to pay for that was the moral of this movie so our telephone is paying for telephones a satanic thing apparently or at least one 900 numbers or 976 back in the day are i guess Valerie, if you had to devote yourself to Satan, what act would you do to show your devotion to Satan? <laughs> uh, repeat the question. If you had to devote yourself to Satan, which what act would you do to show Satan your love and devotion? Oh. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if I can say on this podcast. <laughs> I mean... It's true. This is a Christian podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we've never we've we've never done anything, you know, offensive no. or weird or or horny on this. Never, podcast. never, never. No, no swears on this. Christian Morgan podcast. didn't. You know, Morgan definitely didn't create a multi-episode uh, wiki feet car joke <laughs> just to fuck to, with me. To tie that in um, with the ongoing feud with my mom, she did text me earlier today to say that she is now tempted to set up. A hub hub website. God damn it. With you. <laughs> Morgan, your mom and I are in a blood feud. I need you to know that. One of us is going to come out the victor and the other will be the loser. And this may it's have true. deep ramifications on your life. <laughs> on one hand, you could lose your mother. On the other hand, you could lose this podcast. Which it's one is true. more important to you? <laughs> oh, God. It's the real Sophie's choice. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would um I would show my devotion to Satan by uh fighting Morgan's mom, but you know. Mm. I think I would by juggling. <laughs> I mean, you already have done that. I've never actually been able to juggle. I thought oh, oh you did the uh the sticks. Yeah, I did devil sticks. Which devil I would sticks. say that would I would say that would be my dedication to Satan, but it just feels a little too on the nose, you know. I mean I did buy uh devil sticks from a dude in portland named phoenix and i feel like 
Absolutely. I feel like if you were a follower of Satan, you might name yourself Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, now, lastly, the last person we want to talk about is Hans Altieri. Wait, wait, yeah. pause. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention something I really thought you would. I about, mentioned Jake and the Fat Man, so that's all. <laughs> yeah. About Diana Bellamy, Abigail Kenilworth. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, believe yeah. you left out that she started her acting career in puppet theater, but that's neither here nor there. Really? <laughs> I'm afraid of puppets. Uh, also, wait, huh. sorry, sidebar. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one of you is Sand Crab 722? <laughs> well, you know, there's a sand, sand crab seven two two and a sand crab two seven seven. So, when do you want to know about? What? There actually is. Yeah, yeah. One of them, they're they're unrelated, and one leaves positive reviews, and one leaves negative reviews. Wait, this is not a bit. This, this is genuinely a, a thing. This is actually true. You're kidding me. No. no. Are they the same person? No, I but don't think so. Are they only leaving reviews on beach-themed '90s television? One of them, I think, also talks about MacGyver, but mostly, yeah. Wow, I was convinced yeah. Yeah. that this was one of you two hooligans. No, nope, nope, no. Do it's you think very funny? <laughs> wait, wait. I've sorry. Well, you can yes. you can get back yes. to the cast in a minute here. <laughs> I have some more questions. No, no, no. Ask all the questions. Please. Sure. Maybe we should explain to our audience what we're talking about. <laughs> we talk of- about it quite a bit, but oh, yeah, we, yeah, please explain to me. <laughs> okay. Please explain. Okay, so I've been like, you know, on the IMDB page, and I noticed there's one review under the trivia for this episode, and I clicked there, on it. There's more than one, but yeah, yeah. Oh. If you click on the reviews, you'll see there should be like four reviews, I think. Oh, it says one review. It says it says Guido should stand in the darkness. Did you all want to review <laughs> Vacation Part One? What? Wow! Wow! There is only one review. That's messed up. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yes, please. Guido goes on a cruise because he saw somebody with a parachute falling from the sky. Asexual Guido starts up with a very substantial woman, only to find he's nowhere near man enough. There's basketball and shuffleboard and, of course, a shooting. This is America, after all. Watch this ep. Dancing (laughs) and giant guitar. Matt's a stud. Again. One out of two found this review helpful. Thanks, Sandcrab722. That's the the unhinged one, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so there's one that's unhinged and, like, we leaves weird reviews. And there's the other one who's just cranky all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think 722 is the unhinged one, and 277 is the cranky one. They must be aware of one another, right? I, I don't know. I think so. So the one that writes unhinged reviews started like four or five years after the other one. So I feel like it may be a tribute in some form. But they speak completely differently. Like the one who's who's the more current one, he always does that. Like in the previous episode, he starts his review off by saying delightful ding dongs. Which means <laughs> nothing. And nowhere does the other one talk like that. The other one is just like misogynist, and that's his thing. Well, one, sure. Which yeah, I mean okay. I'm just I'm just saying it's probably a tribute in name, you know what I mean? Maybe. 
I know. I want to meet both sand crabs. Maybe. Oh, my God. Guest on the show. I bet they're listening. I would love for sand crab 722 (laughs) to be a guest on the pod. I'm guessing sand crab 722 is German. So, hey, if you. It says they live in Florida. (laughs) Florida, Germany. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My favorite state of Germany. (laughs) Yeah, they live native Fort Myers, Florida. I love the beach and 90s TV. Wait. Well, boy, have we got a podcast for you then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Val. I mean, I feel like they got to be they got to be listening because their reviews started in 2021. You know, they started. Oh, yeah, I guess they started after. Well, maybe. I don't yeah, know. maybe. Maybe it is us. Maybe we're just maybe. not knowing each other. It's not. Wow. It's not us. It, no, maybe it's, it's Morgan's mom. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, maybe and it she's is. like watching ahead because there's like season five reviews in here. So she's getting ahead <laughs> of the curve. Yeah. I like this idea. Huh. But the weird part is their first review is season two, episode nine, and then season two, episode 11. Hmm. That's that's weird. They have a lot of reviews. They do have a lot of reviews. 163 reviews. I know what I'm Uh, reading tonight as I drift off to sleep. Well. Let me, wow. let me just, for the sake of, of of completion here, read you their first ever review, which was okay. Uh, Baywatch: The Trophy Part One, which is this episode would have been totally awesome, except that Eddie totally ruins a hot chick's life by refusing to sleep with her. So glad he got <laughs> arrested, but he deserves worse. The guy in the wheelchair is really cool. Why does Mitch keep messing with him all the time? It's dumb. Bring back Harvey. So yeah, I hate that review. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything Especially about the review I hate. The part where they say to bring back Harvey. Yeah, fuck Harvey. I don't give yeah. a shit about Harvey. Do you have any other questions about Sandcrib? Not to shush you along, please ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a Dawson's Creek one randomly in the middle of all these Baywatch episodes, too, huh? I mean, that fits 90s television, you know. Why not? Oh, there's a review yeah. of Liar Liar, 8 out of 10. Wow. It's a it's a pretty funny movie. You could do worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You now there's could. there's your box art pull quote right there. You could do worse. Wow, some of these are really good. I like it. Oh, I'm so delighted! Wow. Maybe, maybe you should start also leaving reviews. You should be sand crab. Seven seven two, or two two seven, Ooh. and then leave or your seven two seven. Ooh. Actually, not a bad idea. Not a bad <laughs> idea at all. <laughs> but you gotta f- figure out your character ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I gotta map it out. I gotta have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could be like the one who who is overly positive. Or you could be like the one who's like missing an S on their keyboard, so you you can't <laughs> type the letter S. Do you want to know something really? You want to know something really weird about that? Hand crab. <laughs> yes. It's strange you mentioned that because for the past couple weeks, the S keeps popping off my keyboard. So today huh. I switched it with the end huh. key. So now it just says oh. end in the middle of my <laughs> keyboard. 
<laughs> oh no. Wait, is this on your laptop? Uh-huh. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh wow, this you get like a you should get a separate keyboard. They cost like ten bucks. Uh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's listen to this one. Take a nice, fat, juicy pork liver and let it sit in the sun till flies and mice have half eaten it and the mold is growing thick like colorful fur. Still better this than this I episode. Think you leave. <laughs> Slurping down pig dicks with these fat fucks. <laughs> I'm just a pile of turd shit. Pig <laughs> Bay caught me slipping. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ugh, let's talk God. about the last guest guest person first, and then we can get into the episode, and then talk more about slurping down pig dicks. Uh, it is <laughs> Heinz Altieri, who has played a background lifeguard named Heinz since the start of season two. Uh, oh. I don't know which one he is, but everyone just points out Heinz uh, for some reason on Twitter, so it's... It's Heinz. Uh, but he ends his Baywatch stint here as a character called Juan Cortez. Goodbye, lifeguard Heinz. I never knew you. <laughs> that's it. All right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Valerie. Uh-huh. You and I have a seven-minute shorter episode than Morgan did. Yes. So, uh, Morgan <gasps> has about three or four extra montages. Wow, we only got one montage. Oh, yeah, there are many Uh, montages in my version. We have the normal uh, length episode for the next episode, part two, which Hmm. Valerie may or may not be back for. Wink. Wink. Uh, But this one, yeah, we have a seven minute. Okay, she'll (laughs) she'll be like, I don't. I I only want to read Sand Crab Crab reviews. I don't want to actually talk about the show. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Let's do it. Um we we start off with a skydiving montage uh that is set to as near as I can tell some like early 2000s post grunge. Um, what? Oh yeah. It's like mm-hmm. uh post grunge is like the opposite of what they get in the original. Interesting. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like soft Soft Pearl Jam, for lack of a better way to describe Soft it. Soft Pearl Jam. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, well, in in the original version, they again decide to use Cocteau Twins, uh, which oh. is still bizarre to me to use yeah. Cocteau Twins in this show. It also scares me, because then I think that someone at this show has similar musical taste to me. Uh, but they used a kissed out red float boat by Cocteau Twins, which is a super dream poppy song. Makes hmm. no sense to me. But I mean, hey, why not? I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm counting this as one of the montages, by the way. Oh, yeah. We don't uh, we don't get that. We just cut straight to Mitch getting out of his car. Really? Because this goes on for three minutes. What? Two and a half. Fuck? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it goes on for so long. And it like to the point where I was like, is this a suborbital drop? Like, is she up above the atmosphere? Um, And she's doing like ballet moves and they're like focused on her cool pants. Well, that sounds Um, cool. I want to see that. Yeah, it was a cool scene. And it went on for 
goddamn ever. Same. Same. <laughs> um, I want my money back. But yeah, right? Um, but after this sky ballet montage, um, Guido is cleaning Mitch's tower as part of his new business, Windows by Guido. Um, and then him and Mitch see a parasailer who is having troubles. She got caught in a thermal and or sorry, he wink got caught in a thermal. And then Mitch realizes she's a woman. So he decides it is worth saving her. And he <laughs> runs out to go save her. <laughs> um, it's not just well, him, though, like six people run out there to save this one. Woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, summer comes along. CJ's heading out there on a oh, scarab. Wait, 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 wait. We should we should mention Valerie. This is your first time on our podcast for season three. So were you shocked to see new people like Pamela yeah. Anderson and I, So I would love to talk about that. Thank you for asking. Um, You're I knew that Pam Anderson didn't come on the show until season three, so I was excited about that. Um, I watched most of season two, and it's no secret, I love Baywatch. It's a warm blanket. But <laughs> for some reason, I, I stopped watching it. So I was a little bit nervous that jumping into season three, the you know, episode 15, that I would be a little confused. And I was like, I started right, right. to go back. You know, they introduced that like alien in there and you have to just like accept now that there's like that alien. <laughs> You're just like, why is that alien? <laughs> Well, I started to go back and read the like, like the synopsis, synopses, synopsis. No, you were right. Synopses <laughs> of every episode in season three, and then I I got a couple of them through, and then I was like, I don't need to do this. This isn't important. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do not. You are not missing anything. No. But um, I will say I was a little disappointed not to see. Eddie or uh, or Shawnee, uh, are they still in the show? Mm-hmm. No, nope. Both of them are gone. Yeah, Eddie. Will... They were in. They were in the first like two parter, which was the first two episodes of this season. But they are they are fully gone from the show now. What the Eddie hell? Eddie will be back in Baywatch nights a little bit, but otherwise you will not see Eddie until the the reunion movie uh, in after eleven seasons of this show. Okay, mm-hmm. well, is Matt replacing Eddie? Is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. No one's ever going to replace Eddie in my heart, though. Craig. <laughs> you know, I, I I like Craig less now. <gasps> what? I looked, wow. a, I looked up a picture of him the other day of what he looks like now, and I can't unsee it. Yeah. I hope he what? doesn't I listen mean, to this people podcast. People get old. No, he <laughs> yeah, he does. Our biggest fan, Parker Stevenson. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And it's like old. it's What's fine. Sure, that? people. That's fine. People age. We'll age. But I can't no, get the won't. image out of my head. And whenever I see his young face now, I just see his old face superimposed, and I can't be attracted to him anymore. I can't explain it. I can't control it. It's just the truth. Did you not expect this to happen when you started watching a show from 1989? I didn't really think about it. I will say. Okay. (laughs) Did Hobie get hot? There's two Hobies. One Hobie, right? There's the young Hobie and then the 
Yeah, he's yeah, this a little Hobie. dweeb. This Hobie second, gets hot. Second Hobie gets hot, right? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets pretty hot. He's still yeah. hot. He's pretty fucking hot right now. Jeremy Jackson? He's like... He's like 12 right now. No, no, not like right now. I need to what? God. Oh, boy. Sheesh. No, 2021 Jeremy Jackson also has a beard. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's working for him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's not, uh, you know, uh, mainline and drugs anymore mm-hmm. he's clean and he's doing better though there is that story about how he he may have beaten up an ex-girlfriend and now she's living in the streets of vegas uh wait was this a plot but, point in baywatch or in real life real life oh, okay but that was while he was <laughs> doing mainlining the drugs so i don't know what's happened since but yeah yeah as far as other people okay I'll say, when I first saw Pam, I didn't recognize her. She looks real different than she does later. Is, is it because her features are a lot... Uh, well, I mean, I, I feel like I recognize Pam most uh, older. So, like, her features were a lot softer. And yeah. I think her hair was a lot, like, less permed. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So she just looks really young, really young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Early 20s. Yeah. And she is beautiful. Um, But I but I didn't I just thought she was another hot blonde lifeguard for a few for like the first like 10 minutes. (laughs) And and then I heard them say just another hot blonde lifeguard, you know, and then I (laughs) and then I heard someone call her CJ. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Did you know who Nicole Eggert was? She plays uh, the summer. She plays some. Yeah. No. Who is she? I mean, she's an actress uh, and model. <laughs> I don't recognize I mean, her. Like, obviously, she's an actress. She's on this show. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Sounds condescending. <laughs> uh, <let's... laughs> Thanks. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be a dick move. Uh, wow. OK, so it's funny. Her Wikipedia page Sites first Charles in Charge, then Baywatch, then the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which I'm like, oh yeah, and then Boy Meets World. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she was mostly a model, and then she was a young, young actress, and yeah, she oh, she was in the Miss Universe pageant. She she's done stuff. Got it. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. I knew her mostly because she was on originally on the reality show, the real Gilligan's Island playing the movie star, a role across mm. from uh, Rachel. No, across from somebody else. Or was she playing the model? I can't fucking remember. <laughs> all the important knowledge about the real Gilligan's Island has, has left your brain. Look, I'm losing it all. Cause I, I'm replacing it with survivor knowledge. Now that I'm on mm. survivor. And of Fair. course, more as time goes on, more and more knowledge of The Bachelor, which is True. really heating up this season. Anyway, I mean, I will say of of reality shows, those two are probably more like useful to have information about than the real Gilligan's what, Island. Which, well, how is The Bachelor more useful information than the real Gilligan's Island? 
Because you can at least talk to people about it who have heard about it before. What, you, t- you tell me the real Gilligan's Island ain't on the up and up? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to uh, to get back to the episode. Um, Never. We, we, <laughs> we finish out the scene uh, where they all save our parasailer. Uh, and then Mitch has brought the captain to headquarters and introduces him to Stephanie. He was the father of the parasailer, and he's sending everyone on a cruise with Norwegian cruises, trademark, copyright, etc. Um, Did you see Guido's shirt? Yes. Do you remember what it says? I do not. It says, we don't need no stinking leashes. And it has a picture of a dog with a sombrero. <laughs> How did oh, I miss that? Like, we don't need no stinking badges, but it's <laughs> leashes instead of badges. Is this the the sequel to the Angel Pug shirt? Oh, uh, the cropped Angel Pug. Sh- I'm still looking for that shirt. The difference right? is the Angel Pug shirt is the greatest shirt ever, and this is like a racist shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little That's bit. That's the difference. Can the, I? The Angel, there's no race that has angels and pugs together <laughs> in imagery that's just like, man, it's really offensive to them. Can I ask, uh, I what is the point of Guido? Like, what is his role? Like, does he work for Baywatch? Excellent or? question. <laughs> um, he like, kind of just seems to exist to provide comedic relief to the show, and occasionally he does weird, odd jobs. I think he's like sort of like their weird, odd job janitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's the comedy relief. He gets promoted to maintenance engineer in one episode, which is funny because janitors don't deserve respect. And it's funny that we would give one a respectful title. He's he's like, so Harvey was supposed to be the last season's comic relief. And then they realized Harvey fucking sucks. Yes. Uh, And his only redeeming quality was that he had a huge dick. And Mm -hmm. uh, Guido doesn't have a huge dick as far as I know, but he does have a funny moment or two. And that's what matters. Yeah. As far as I know, he could have a huge dick. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, anyways, so... Yeah, he invites them to go on this cruise, and apparently Mm -hmm. Captain Thorpe said they could go. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Captain Thorpe, that guy. Uh, Yeah. It's a five-day trip to the Mexican Riviera, which Stephanie says, "Ah, I don't know if I want to go to. And CJ brilliantly says, there's so many single guys why wouldn't you want to go? Don't you want to get laid, Stephanie? Huh? 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 Uh, mm-hmm. But Stephanie does not want to get laid, it sounds like. Or maybe she no. does. Uh, so she doesn't want to go. But then she also doesn't want to have to work alongside Captain Thorpe, I think is what they imply. So she yes. decides to go on a cruise instead, which, fair. Yeah, very fair. Yeah, oh, yeah very fair. I, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I also enjoy that she then tells Matt and Summer that they need notes from their moms if they want to go. <laughs> And as we've seen from Matt's family, they don't give a shit about him. So mm-hmm. that's going to be easy. But Summer's yep. mom will will care. Yeah. I mean, in theory, we don't actually ever see it. So she will care, Morgan. We know <laughs> it. So we have all the character work to know. Is the idea here that Thorpe is going to single handedly man the beach for five days? <laughs> I mean, I would trust. Sounds like that. it. Honestly. No one would want to go on the beach around him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Fuck that That's guy. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
But after this, uh, we get to see that there's a prisoner being transported. Okay. And uh, quick interjection here, Morgan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how your version was, but at least for my version, everything about this prisoner, everything about this storyline was super confusing. And I could not fully follow it until the end when I just guessed what happened. So maybe yeah. get extra scenes to help. Make, no, you. Do, I know there is one or two scenes that do make. There's a scene where a character changes their appearance that they took out of my version and kept in your version. Um, I don't remember that scene. Oh, I do remember that scene. Yes, yes, yes. So like um, they remove important parts of the story. Uh, and yes, it's just super confusing. To be clear, though, it's still very confusing in my version. Okay, good. Um, good, but, but yeah, you know, uh, so yeah, our prisoner is being transported on a very underguarded truck. Um, and he has life without parole for being a drug dealer. And the, the prison guard thinks that that's too light of a sentence and that really they should kill the guy, um, which is really fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, but then there's a prison break because a car with two with some of the prisoners goons show up and make the truck stop because they park in front of the truck and then they get out and shoot the two guards and the truck and then they free the prisoner. So, sorry, quick interesting. I just had to look this up. Um, mm-hmm. So this would have been right around the time that, uh, in fact, this probably was... It was five days after Clinton got inaugurated. Oh. Clinton's whole big thing was, like, he was super big on the death penalty, where mm-hmm. he, on the campaign trail, was like, hold on, everybody, I can't do these debates right now. I gotta travel back to my home state to make sure I'm physically there at an execution. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. So he was very, very big on, like, we should execute people, and I'll prove it by going to them. Uh, and I can't wow. help but feel like that's that kind of air of it is just also here where it's like we should just kill people when we can. It's always the best plan. Just get rid of them. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel like that's very different from how we are now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the so much of the like philosophy around policing and the criminal justice system in the 90s was just this like, you know, zero tolerance, um, like uh fucking like uh, what are the words that I'm looking for but yeah just like zero tolerance uh war on drugs all of that bullshit that was just like so fucking harmful and detrimental um but yeah no it was bad and I didn't like it yeah shock how I ever grew up to take a drug given that <laughs> um I dare to take drugs yeah Morgan um, you've never taken a drug definitely not never you. no never. absolutely not you couldn't be me. Yeah. Um, but next up, we get to see uh, everyone boarding the cruise ship. And everyone's whoa, 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 you skipped what happened with the car. Yeah, what? Yeah, I, I just talked about it. No, there's a car following them. And they all they all get out of the car and shoot the guards and the truck and keep going. What? Now you didn't ever finish, finish the thought. I, I I said all of this. Um, yeah, they, they get out of, they, like, one of the wheels falls off their car and it blocks the truck and they shoot the truck and the guards and free the prisoner and then leave. Yeah, no, you didn't say that because I interrupted you in the middle of saying that. 
Morgan, ah, you're losing okay. your goddamn mind. That seems incredibly It's likely, really sad yes. to see our heroes you know, <laughs> fade away. <laughs> you know what they say, never podcast with your heroes. You know, Morgan. They do say at that. At first, you were, you were, when you started this podcast, you were truly a Morgan Thrapp, and now you're just becoming a old Parker Stevenson, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I I do also appreciate here how they can't, show them just shooting the shit out of somebody so they don't have any ammo left and they just pistol whip the guards instead. Because mm-hmm. it would be too violent otherwise for, like, just normal network television. Yeah. No, they gotta they gotta save all that uh, censorship uh, free passes for later in the episode. What? Because um, there's more gun violence later. Is there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is, there is. Um, but yeah, after this, uh, we see everyone getting ready to board the cruise, uh, when Guido sees a hot woman in a miniskirt, and boy, oh boy, is he horny. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so is she, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, that's she true. She really was. Which I don't. <laughs> I know I don't that look. get this. Like, uh, this has never <laughs> happened to me. Is this because I'm not Italian enough? Like, Morgan, am I not Italian enough for women? I mean, it's also me. never happened to me. So. Yeah, but, but like. You're maybe you're not Italian enough either, I guess. That's I guess not. We're not Italian enough to be winked at on a cruise. <laughs> they weren't even on the cruise yet. Yeah. I'm they hadn't even boarded. They winked at at the pre-cruise. <laughs> That's even Neither worse. Of them That's had the pre-cruise. You don't need to be Italian for that. Neither of them had even begun enjoying very colorful free drinks by the pool. Yeah. Oh, I have more comments on the drinks later on. Don't let me forget. Ooh, I'm excited. This is, <laughs> but but by the way, I had just rewatched White Lotus, uh, which is very good. Which is oddly follows a very similar plot to this episode. Uh, which interesting. I like to say that White Lotus ripped off Baywatch. Uh, <laughs> uh, it definitely did not. Uh, but uh, in case you hear me make White Lotus references, they're White Lotus references. Unless you don't get them, and then... Yeah, I've, I have not seen White you, Lotus, so I'm not going to get them. It's fair. I, I should. I haven't seen I it yet. To. It's been on my list. Thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> well, it's not exactly going to follow Baywatch. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Yeah. Sure sounds like it's going to. Yeah. You know, clearly uh, Alexander Daddario plays C.J. Parker... Uh, and then, uh... Well, doesn't she actually in the movie? Actually, that's true. No, she plays Summer. Oh, okay. She does... Alexander Daria does play Summer in the Baywatch movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, after the, uh, woman goes on to the cruise, the cruise director, uh, meets them all and says that they're all heroes. Um, and then Guido gets entranced by a rich widow... Um, and then we see a whole bunch of definitely not sketchy people in sunglasses and like <laughs> weird pseudo high fashion. This is where things um, get really confusing because you're like, yes. I think that was the guy on the armored car. And I, I did not think that for a second when I was watching the episode, but that's the point. No, I agree. In retrospect, it makes sense, but I I did not notice that. It's a very oh, controversial okay. episode, you guys. Calm down. <laughs> controversial. Wow. Wow. Um, 
There, but then, one other, sorry, one other thing to note here uh, that mm-hmm. I found really interesting is that uh, I've never been on a cruise before, so I could some of this is new new Same. to me. Uh, but the the rich woman is staying in a suite, and they refer to the suite as a stateroom. A stateroom is usually uh, a captain or like a high ranking officer's room on a ship, and mm-hmm. then also everybody else is staying in a stateroom. So like I'm I'm like not sure if they're getting like really really good rooms or they're just getting normal rooms or they're like wow you saved my kid here's the best rooms on the entire cruise ship i think that's (laughs) it they look like ass they're horrible looking rooms yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have nothing to compare Um, it to i've never been on a cruise yeah likewise i mean um i'll go on a covid cruise and oh boy um I I don't know. There was no joke here. <laughs> um, if you if you've listened to this much of our podcast, you are list, used to there not being any jokes. I, I thought about um, it being like a <laughs> Gero Gero Gaga Gay joke, but it, it wasn't working. And I'm not wearing the yeah. Gero Gero Gay shirt. I'm wearing the Blackwatch shirt. I'm there's sorry. your problem. Well, because it's dirty from when I went to visit you last weekend. Mm. Right. And I'm like, it's that sweaty. I don't want to just put it on. I haven't done the wash yet. Fair. Uh, and it's not worth just wearing this sweaty ass shirt of men puking <laughs> and shitting at the same time just to appease you. You know, <laughs> the sea is a harsh task, mistress. <laughs> um, but after this. Uh, we get a montage of the boat leaving dock, and it's, I mean, it's straight up just an ad for Norwegian cruises. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got people drinking, dancing, throwing confetti, and Guido, he's making eyes at Mrs. Kenilworth, who are, who are the they, rich widow. Who are they throwing confetti to? Yeah, I wondered that, too. It felt like they were just fucking up the ocean. Well, like, there's like no, they don't show anyone at the dock. So who are they waving goodbye to? Why would yes. you wave fucking goodbye? I I don't get cruises. Why would you wave goodbye to somebody? It'd be like, hey, I have no you're idea. not there. I'm here. <laughs> or a person. Adios. Like, what is what is this? I was wondering the same. Okay, good. Um, but after this, we get a brief scene where Mitch and Guido talk a little bit, and we learn that Guido had to leave his country. Because too many women love him. Yeah. Okay, so this is very weird uh, because I've never, yes. I never had that problem. Valerie, am I not Italian enough for women? Is this why this doesn't happen <laughs> That I have to leave my country? Is this why? Listen, listen. You're just Italian <laughs> enough for women. Don't tell uh, yourself otherwise. Mm. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> But this, yeah, this is the part where, so, Guido, I know that Guido is a character that's not well-liked by people. And at first, Morgan and I were like, what are you talking about? Because the first time we saw Guido, we loved Guido. We were so happy for Guido. And this episode... This we were sweeto for Guido. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, my special sauce. Uh, anyways, uh <laughs> This is the start of this episode really, really hating Guido. And it's like, yes. Oh, Oh, I need less of Guido, please. His plot line this episode is fucking awful. Um, 
But after this, uh, we get to see that Summer finds the high fashion mafia suspicious. She or just in a hallway. OK, so I hope Val- Valerie, maybe you remember this since you've uh-huh. watched this episode three times. times. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. specifically. <laughs> um, now, granted, this is one of the non subtitled parts. So maybe you don't remember this. Do you remember? So Summer sees the guy, they open up the door, and she just stares at him for, like, 45 seconds. Yeah, this in, happens like, a couple times. Way pos- yeah, it's, I, like, I, so rude. Well, the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, did she, like, get a glimpse into his room and see something nefarious? But the second time I watched it, I was like, no, no, she's just kind of being rude. They're just having a yeah, staring yeah. contest. Like, I thought that was a little odd. Can you and what imagine? was your read the third time you oh, yeah, watched yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and the third time, I just thought she was like a little socially awkward, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it could be that. Uh, I mean, she might also just be an asshole because she does it <laughs> multiple times or she'll just stare at him. Yeah. Like, imagine if someone did that to you where you open up a door and you're in a cramped hallway and three feet in front of you is a 19 year old girl just staring at you for 45 seconds like, really confused by your existence. I would have a midlife crisis or, like, quarter-life crisis. I would think she was a ghost. Yes. She's that white. Yeah, she's pretty white. She's like you white. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Michael, am I not Italian enough for you? Oh, no. Oh, no, babe. You're definitely Italian enough. Don't worry. I'm sure there's Italian Italian enough for your spaghetti club? Mm. Yeah, there's got to be Italian ghosts for sure. They have that some real old so buildings long. in Italy. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember any Italian ghosts in Harry Potter, so probably not. What is that joke? Not killing everybody. <laughs> okay. Do you want- <laughs> no, you cut out. You cut out. Oh. I didn't hear what oh. you said. <laughs> oh, I like so. I said. That joke not killing with anybody, and you were just silent because you didn't hear the joke. That's actually way funnier. Okay. We'll hear it back in recording. Listen. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, a little Easter egg for you. you <laughs> Beautiful. Could not have planned it better. Um. <laughs> um, but after this, we get a scene where CJ, Matt, and Summer are out tanning. And Matt talks about how at 12 he was in France and kissed a girl. And Summer can't believe that Matt at age 12 didn't know what he was doing when he was kissing a girl, Uh, which felt kind of weird. That is a little weird. Especially since uh, there's never. Well, maybe there was like a small inclination of like, maybe they like each other. But Summer and Matt have never been linked at all. So it's really weird that she would also, like, know how well of a kisser he is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Yeah. Um, But then we see that Carl, one of the henchmen, I think I was very confused by Carl in this episode. I didn't know what he was doing. Was that was that his name? The guy who looks like the villain is named Carl. Carl is the henchman who gets strangled later. Yeah, he's supposed to look like the drug lord. Right. I think. That's, um, I, that's my assumption. I think. I I did not catch that. I, but. I thought the point was that the the guy, the drug lord, changes his appearance so that 
Carl can look like him while he mm. goes on, on like on land and he stays on the boat. That way, I if see. someone like a marshal sees him, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Let's take him. That would make sense. Um, but I think it would be require better writing than Baywatch uh, probably ever has. Um. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The, ep- the episode Jamie was on last had good writing. That's true. That's true. Our best writing, maybe. That's yeah, my sister. Was based off of a book. <laughs> Shout out to the fam. Um, <laughs> to the fam. <laughs> <laughs> the Baywatch podcast guest dynasty. Um, <laughs> you know, Please put that are- on my tombstone. <laughs> Valerie, so our fans are called the Beef Boys. Would you like to be the Beef Fam? I think I would. Oh, All right. Yeah, the beef fam. Okay. <laughs> I, like I like that. It. I like it. Yeah. Um, put that on your resume, by the way. I'll, I'll back that up. <laughs> <laughs> I will endorse you for that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Just Valerie <laughs> Beef Fam. <laughs> that's, that's my name. Uh, <laughs> um. But next we see uh, our, our fancy drug dealer boss guy getting a haircut while smoking. Yeah, um, he don't get and, this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, his, like, the Asian woman who we saw at the car is cutting his hair while he is smoking. But she cuts his hair with a straight razor, um, what? which I don't think is how you cut hair. Um, and it's very weird. You um, don't think? Morgan, have you ever gotten a haircut? Never. Never in my life. Never once. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but now we get to see Guido attempting to flirt with Mr. Mrs. Kenilworth some more uh, because he ordered her champagne in a coupe glass. What is this, the 60s? I was very mad about it. No one has served champagne in a coupe glass in at least 50 years because um, it goes a, flat too fast. What is a coupe glass? Uh, so it's it's the glass that they used in that episode. It's like the very wide, well, wide, out. short. <laughs> Dita Von Teese does a little dance in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, those? Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm Google imaging it. Uh, yeah, everyone does like the thin glasses for champagne. A right. Flute. You use a flute for champagne. A flute. Yeah, yeah a flute. Um, because that way you have less surface area, so less of the carbonation goes away. But I they mean, did used to serve champagne in coupe glasses back in, like, God, I think it was even, like, the 30s was when it, like, fell out of fashion. The, Maybe the 40s or 50s, but the it's great, been a minute. The great thing about a flute is it encourages you to just drink it way faster and get drunk and then order more. Mmm. In my my mind. At least that's how I drink it. Uh Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, I I mean, hey, whatever works. Toss it back. It doesn't work, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? Because you're celebrating. My coworker yeah. told me today that she yeah. she has no chill and bought four bottles of champagne because she has no hobbies. And I told her, don't worry, you can always find an excuse to drink champagne. What are you doing today? True. And she said, I'm going, I'm going to get a pap smear. And I said, okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, but when the results of the pap smear come back, that yeah, could potentially be a reason wait. to drink champagne. Then you're just True. like waiting on the champagne and it could be bad. You know, you got to drink. It could. Getting the pap smear 
or mm. not or not at all, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this scene wraps up with Guido, who is in a quite the suit, um, introduces himself as uh, Count Guido Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Daku Daku Papu. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't uh, do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, and also, I've just been handed a note that says "White Christmas was the '40s," and you said they used the wrong glass. And then, and so at least '40s. Okay, so it's <laughs> 1940s. Great. What did they stop using those glasses? Though? <laughs> I'm. I thought it was. I thought it was before the '40s, but maybe it was like the '50s. I'm. I'm gonna Google this real How quick. How did you um, not know off the top of your head? You know everything about everything ever. Come on. I know. This is a research podcast. Uh, let's see. Champagne flutes became popular in the mid 50s. Um, but why? And because they hold carbonation better. Oh, OK. You already said that. Yeah, I should. Yes. Listen. <laughs> um, but after that, uh, we get a scene where Mitch is swimming in a pool and flirting with a hot woman. Uh, but he sees Stephanie eating alone, so he joins her. I, I um, thought this was really funny. Uh, just like he's he's flirting with her and he just sees Stephanie sad, just eating alone. I don't know why it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But it, did anybody else find this funny? No, I, I can't say I did. OK, uh, I just have a shit sense of humor. I get it. <laughs> I was very i i was very interested in her plate of food it looked that fruit that cheese it looked good she also ate two bites of it and left it there on the table completely mm-hmm. untouched she? i know some say it's still sitting there <laughs> collecting a, a color a colorful mold Oh. Decades later, oh, oh, it's disgusting. just a single a single cruise ship full of moldy Baywatch cheese. <laughs> Eat me, Stephanie. Eat me. Oh, <laughs> just Alexander um, Paul just coming back, be like, oh, I've been waiting for this food my entire life. <laughs> um. But we learn that uh, Mitch thinks that Stephanie is upset, and the reason he thinks that is. Um, because she is, um, and she can't <laughs> stop thinking about her ex-husband Billy because they went on a cruise one time. Billy Bob, and Ford. then yes, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy, 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 Billy the kid, Ooh. Billy the kid, um, and then we learn yeah. Billy Goat. <laughs> Ooh, Billy Goat Gruff, mm. yeah. <laughs> McGruff the crime dog. Oh, okay. Um, I did. I, did I send you that Scruff McGruff the crime dog song? You sure did. Oh my god, it's so good. If you haven't looked, at, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up "Crack Cracking Cocaine" by McGruff the Crime Dog. It's so good. It's so good because you just hear him be like, "I have no time for that cracking cocaine." And then in the middle, they do a PSA for a number to call about if you are addicted to crack or cocaine. <laughs> and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a bop. It's a true it's bop. So good. Um, but then we learn that Mitch thinks of Gale every time there's a volcanic eruption, and that was too horny even for me. That's disgusting. I did not like it. That is the <laughs> quote on the IMDb page from the episode. The yeah. only quote. It's it's a funny line. I thought it was a good line. It's a little weird. Mitch is I mean, filthy. The point, 
mm-hmm. yes, you know he would do he would he would do me dirty. Uh, mm-hmm. But like he, I, I mean, I get why he does it. It's to relieve the tension, and I, I think in that regard, it does succeed just by being weird and funny. And it's one of the few moments of this episode where I like Mitch. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I thought it was. I hated him this entire episode. Yeah. From the moment he forced Stephanie, is that her name? Mm -hmm. To go on the trip when she didn't want to, to many other things that I'm sure we'll talk about soon. Well, (laughs) he didn't force her. The the existence of Captain Thorpe forced her, you know. (laughs) Sure. But then we get another montage. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Before that, before that. One important part. Oh, sure. Stephanie asks Mitch if he thinks that divorce makes him feel like he was a failure at the most important thing in his life, which, wow, deep. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. And he says he did for a long time, and then one day he woke up and he just didn't. Just like that. And she asks if there's hope for her, and he says, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I did think that was funny. But yeah, then uh, then we get another montage. Um, Did you two have a montage directly after this scene? This, okay. This is yeah. what I meant. And I love this song. Montage. I love this oh, song. Oh, the song in my version was awful, but I'm curious to hear about yours. Yeah. So, in the original, they had a song called All I Need Is You by Blue Train, which, Valerie, I sent you this song. Yeah, I listened to it. That's not the song. No, no, that's because uh, in the original airing uh, of the show, they had this, not our version. Oh, okay. Got it. And they're rich, so... Because I want you to compare and contrast the one that we had to that. I like the one that we got better than the one I sent you. I feel that way, uh, too. Cause, so the one that I sent, Valerie, it's like, um, it has this very, like, 90s, early 90s drum beat. It's kind of like this song, but it's just, it's really not as good. Um, so this song is called Have a Good Time, and it's by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. And it sounds a lot like the 90s band Primal Scream. It just has this very, like, bouncy beat to it. It also might be our longest song we've had on this show ever. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a long montage. in my version. Yeah. It's extremely long. But the, the thing is, it's not much longer than the opening montage. Which we didn't get. Right. So it seems very long to me. That's that makes it yeah. funnier when I told you describe the long montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the um, even the like waving to the dock was not much shorter. Oh, it was for us. Oh, OK. Yeah. That was um, like 20 seconds now. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Now, uh, Valerie, I'm going to have you read the lyrics of this song, but do you remember everything that happens in this montage with your perfect memory? Uh, let's see. I remember that Mitch did a fake nosedive across two women into Stephanie's lap and then oh, yeah. checked out another chick's butt three inches f- away from her. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Like smelling her ass. Essentially. Yes. <laughs> to put it nicely. Mitch just being like, let me sniff that dumper, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Stephanie being like, oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I remember uh, Summer getting served 
probably alcoholic beverages, which is funny because I'm pretty sure she needed a permission slip to go. She's uh, okay. You have to be 21 to drink. Were they? Well, it's international in waters. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea if that actually is how it works. Yeah, I'm entirely know. just making that up. <laughs> uh, laws do they follow? <laughs> Lots of colorful drinks. And I was thinking watching this montage, wow, I would have the worst hangover. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah. It reminds me of when I went to Vegas when I was 21 and I got one of those, like, slushy drinks and the big giant tall cup Ooh. with 11 yes. shots of vodka in it. It was red. Holy shit. And oh, that then, sounds like my ideal time. And then <laughs> I I went back to my hotel and I threw up the entire thing and then I slept for like I five imagine. hours. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. It was an incredible <laughs> feat. This makes me think in the future by the way, Valerie, we should we should all have fruity drinks together. Absolutely. I would love that. Not 11 shots, though. Yeah, that's too nine. many. We'll get you nine shots. <laughs> that's, that's my limit. I mean, <laughs> nine, 11, who can really tell the difference? <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, no. There were pina coladas. There were oh, yeah. all kinds of tasty looking drinks. That's all, there, yeah. that's all there was. There were swimsuits. God, what am I missing? There was like... There was some. There games. was also a whole bunch of scenes. There's a whole bunch of scenes of Guido and Mrs. Kenilworth. Oh, oh yeah. that is right. That is right. Mm-hmm. I purged that from my memory. Yeah, because the plot line sucks, as we're about to get to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not getting there yet, because Valerie still has to read this song. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, send me the those other, lyrics. The other thing I want to say, at least, well, Michael's sending lyrics. At least in my version. The cuts in this, there were occasional cuts that would last, like, I'm not joking here, like, ten frames. Like, sub-second flashes of, like, the cruise ship or another plot line or it, whatever. It's subliminal marketing to you. Yeah. You're like, cruise ships, cruise ships, you know. Do you want to see hot women? Cruise ships. Do you want to <laughs> Do you want to get rich? Cruise ships. Do you want yeah. to sniff the pooter? Cruise ships. <laughs> um, and before before we get into the song, the the song in my version was just like the most generic pop, and basically every single lyric was "Every day is the weekend, baby. Won't you come and party with me?" Repeated for like eight minutes. <coughs> it, it's only a three minute montage. Eh, it felt like significantly more than that. So yes, uh, Valerie, would you like to read these lyrics? Uh, yeah, so all of them? What happens when it starts repeating? Oh. I mean, it's tradition. You do it. Okay. I mean, how? Uh, <laughs> all right, now. I don't know. Up to you. Now, I work hard for my dime. Running in circles, working nine to five. That's not wrong. I do I do, do those things. I'm looking not for a way <laughs> out of here. Somewhere beautiful. Somewhere to disappear. Me and my friends all agree we need to get away. We're ready to break free. So loosen up, everyone. We're on vacation. We're ready to have fun. And I say no one's going to feel down tonight. Everyone's hanging out. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. The perfect day. 
perfect time. And I can't remember what I left behind. I see it all now. I see it clear. A whole new attitude is waiting for me here. No one's going to feel down tonight. Everyone's hanging out. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. Now, I work hard for my dime. Running in circles, working (laughs) nine to five. I'm looking for a way out of here, somewhere beautiful, somewhere to disappear. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. No one's going to feel down tonight. Everyone's hanging out. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. No one's going to feel down tonight. Everyone's hanging out. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. No one's going to feel down tonight. Everyone's hanging out. No one's going to be changing their mind. We'll have a good time. And scene. Don't you feel like the more and more they say we'll have a good time, you feel forced to have a good time? Oh, absolutely. Did I say this forced? is some cult shit. I meant you have a good time. You'll mm-hmm. have a good time. Are you are you having a good time, Valerie? I am now. Okay, you can't <laughs> change your mind because nobody's going to be changing their mind. It's true. Well, which is kind of a weird line. Yeah. I mean, everybody's hanging out, so what choice yeah, do I it's have? Weird. I it's see it all now. I see it clear. <laughs> it's weird they say no one's gonna feel down tonight when it's clearly like 11 a.m. Yeah, you know, uh, which I mean, you got there's, a lot of time to feel down. Like they're talking about later. Your day. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> definitely gonna feel down later. Like the point of this episode is that they do end up feeling down tonight. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's true. So this so song is a lie, on. actually. It is. Fuck, I can't handle this show anymore. <laughs> I can't handle a show that lies to me. I know. Truly, Baywatch has never been anything but an oracle of truth and uh, good times. Speaking of which, I started watching uh, the show Lie to Me recently. Oh, nice. I did. Oh, it's a good show. Good oh. It was only one season, okay, right? I, I should. What? <laughs> I was it, it was only like one season? I thought it was like eight seasons. Oh. Was it? What? Uh... No, wait, there's there's two se- there's three seasons. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so we were both wrong. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I remember we, we watched episodes of that show in AP Psych whenever we had a substitute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the top uh, question on Google for people only ask is, is there any truth to the show lie to me? <laughs> I mean, would, would they lie to you? Would <laughs> Google can't lie. Um, it's just a computer. Um, but after this, uh, we get some old dude who I realize now is the mafia boss. Yes. Uh, who comes out of the mafia room and Summer looks concerned. And that's kind of the whole scene. And it goes on for a while. Yep. Um, she just stares but then, at Yeah. Then we get basketball. Um, and the basketball rolls away, and CJ wait, goes wait, wait, for wait. it. Didn't you think, mm-hmm. based on how Mitch is playing, that this is very controversial, given that there was an episode about basketball where Mitch revealed he's actually good at basketball? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This And that was, like, not that long ago, that was either. like, three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. The whole point was Mitch can pass. He can't shoot. Ah, actually, Mitch can shoot and pass. He's very Mm -hmm. good. Uh, And now it's like, Mitch is like, what do I do with my hands? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but after the basketball rolls away, CJ goes after it, where she spots her favorite thing. That's right, a janitor who is yeah. sweeping the floor. Um, <laughs> my, my notes had CJ's really entranced by Kordanoff signs. <laughs> Um, either that or it's the casino. It's the casino. Um, yeah, it hit me. Oh, gambling problems. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is. just the worst way to introduce it. I I didn't figure that out until my second viewing. Oh. Ah. But yeah, after this, uh, we learned that the criminals are going to escape to Mexico since the uh, this guy is the prisoner from earlier. This is where I realized that. Um but Summer loses a ping pong ball and they give it up, give it back to her, which means she has to die because yeah. they're talking about not leaving any witnesses. So Morgan, Morgan just summed this up very, very nicely and succinctly where in uh-huh. the show they do not. And no, it's it so confusing because you don't know who is who you don't yes. know what is what and you don't know what the point of it, any of it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very dumb. Um, but after this, what's that? Why, it's another montage. Um, you do you montage. two have this montage? Yeah. We, I mean, we get, I think, Val, we get a a band playing, and then, oh, it's 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 Mitch and Steph oh, hanging out. It's the big right. guitar that uh, Sand Crab mentioned in his review. <laughs> what? He's holding a big, big guitar. guitar. It is a big guitar. Mitch's? No, there's a band playing on a stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. So what yeah, this montage is, is before the Yeah, so we band. get 10 seconds of they do oh. edit. They get, it's so weirdly done. You see, um, you see Mitch and Stephanie where they're just like, it looks like a Titanic pose or something yes. like that. And then oh, yeah. they do literally half a second, cut to uh, outside the ship, cut back to them for half a second cut back to the ship, cut to band playing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just, like, in my version, it's just, like, a minute and a half instead of that. But it's all just, like, the two of them looking at each other longingly and being in a hallway. Um, (laughs) You're not missing very much. (laughs) You know what I miss most about relationships? It's being in Mm -hmm. hallways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there's really just something so romantic about a hallway. Yeah, you know, I can just picture my future with the love of my life in hallways, walking, um, walking the other way, uh, not walking, <laughs> standing, uh, maybe even sitting if I'm daring enough. Ooh, yeah. I get wild. You can also do that thing where you like put your feet oh, yeah, on one one side of the wall and then you, your hands on the other wall and you try to like hold yourself up. In oh, the hallway? I'm, I'm, I'm not Italian enough for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now that's Only romance. Italians can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now we get to see a band, and also the only black characters in this episode, um, I, which kind of sucked. Were they black? Um, I thought, I can't Yeah. Remember. I thought they were Hispanic. I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but we see Guido and Mrs. Kenilworth dancing, and... Guido says that he had to flee his country because he's just too rich and everyone in his country only cares about money, but he can't access his money right now. And so he needs some money from her. Um, (laughs) He doesn't doesn't ask her for money. And then Matt is like, hey, Carl, why don't you let me dance with CJ? 
He doesn't directly, but it's definitely the implication. Is it? Um, I mean, that's how I read it. I mean, I, I assume that he's just, he's constantly trying to, to say, like, look how rich I am, but I also mm-hmm. can make more money because I'm an independent businessman, rather than just yep. saying, like, I'm, I'm like Paris Hilton rich, you know? <laughs> um, but eventually, after Carl is like, no, you can't dance with CJ, Carl is like, aha, it is time for me to make my exit. Um, and so he does, that's and it's kind of sketchy. That's because he sees the drug lord staring at him, smoking, ah. and he goes, oh, I'm afraid of that, dude. Okay, yeah, I'll go now. I missed that. It's so, the next scene, I just want to describe this really quickly. Mitch oh, and sure. Stephanie are dressed up, and they show up. And Stephanie looks like a Greek goddess. She looks oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, this and dress this sucks. I okay. Really? This dress. Can I finish? Wait, 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 wait. Can I finish my joke first, and then you do your thing? (laughs) Because it'll be less funny otherwise. Okay. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie looks like a Greek goddess, and Mitch looks like fucking David Byrne. He has this like oversized suit, and it like nothing fits him at all. And I couldn't stop thinking of like David Byrne dancing from Stop Making Sense. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw, and I could not stop. Like, like I was actually I had to pause it and put on "Burning Down the House," and then <laughs> it. it was yeah, it's David. Bur- anyway, sorry. Continue. That dress is fucking ugly. That's all I have to say. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it hey. it looks like a it. it looks like a Halloween costume. It looks really cheap. And it makes it. Mm. It's also just like it looks like an old lady dress. Like it's ugly, and I hated it. Yeah. What do you? Huh. When do you think Greek goddesses lived? Like in the nineties? <laughs> no. They're BC. <laughs> of course, it's old. This didn't. No. This this dress was t- fucking tacky. I hated it. Huh. I mean, yeah. That's I think the point of like the Greek goddess. I, like I think of just like. Helen of Troy or something. I don't know. Like I, no, I'm all about like ancient Grecian fashion. This dress was just ugly. She looked beautiful. If you put your hand, if you close one eye and then put your hand in front Whoa. of the dress. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That's so mean. Wow. No, I'm wow. kidding. She's a beautiful woman, but shame on what's her name. I, oh god, I can't remember her name. The costume designer. Oh, oh I have no idea. Yeah, I know it's been like a year since we talked about her. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> uh, not a good dress. Not a good dress. Didn't like it. Huh. All right. Well. Okay, and I'm well, and I'm the. Gotta find the controversy somewhere. I'm what the if, authority I, on fashion. True. True. On this if, on this I podcast. Would that? <laughs> Would that be okay if I wore that dress? It's not about the person wearing it. It's about the ugly dress. <laughs> but but I could make it work, I think. Work for what? Like a ugly dress costume party? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can agree to disagree here. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> you are the fashion person, so yeah, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> but only this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after after the two of them, Mitch and Stephanie, dance for a while, uh, they go out to the deck to make out for a while, 
And then Matt and CJ find them and uh, tell them that it turns out love can blossom on a battlefield. I mean, cruise. Um, and then it's really bad. I didn't like their dialogue. Oh, I um, I wrote some of it down. Do you need me to talk about it? Please. So Stephanie says they can't do this because they tried before and it was a dead end. And he says, yeah, it's because you were married, which he didn't know about. It, I mean, yeah, they tried this before a few episodes ago, but they've also tried this before when they first dated and then she left. So, Val, the plot is that Stephanie showed up years ago. She dated Mitch and then she just disappeared and left a note under his door saying, we're breaking up. Bye. Uh, and, you, and who wants to be broken up with a note under your door? And then she got married, never told Mitch. Then she divorces, comes back to Baywatch He's like, oh, hey, what have you been doing? Oh, well, I got married and I got divorced. And he goes, you got married and divorced? So she, they didn't try it while she was married. They tried it while she was single and again while she was single. So I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, but Mitch asks her what she's afraid of. And she says, I'm afraid of change. And that she likes to relate their relationship as it is. They're just friends. And she enjoys all the perks of friendship. Which mm-hmm. uh, includes sometimes almost having sex like six times across the season. And mm-hmm. Mitch says, I don't think you know what you like. You change your mind every 10 minutes, which, yeah, back off, buddy. Stop that. And then Mitch angrily says, You want to be friends? We'll be friends. No more getting carried away. No more champagne. No more music. From now on, we're just friends. I got it. And it's just and then a huge dick about he it. wipes her kiss off of his lips. Oh, I don't. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. Fuck I, that. I saw him do it three times. It was real <laughs> real. Wow. He was. I'm hurt the most. First, <laughs> second, or third. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I, I'm really sick of Mitch being a little bitch when he gets rejected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not like him in this episode around that. Like, he was just like, uh, well, fine. I guess we'll be friends. I'm not mad about that at all. You know, yeah. when I was comforting you earlier because you were sad and having a bad time. Yeah, I was just manipulating you so that I could get you into bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And clearly, because she says afterwards, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, you've been gaslit. That's what. Yeah. Happened. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, can, can I ask? I think we left out something that I was really excited to talk about. Oh, oh yeah, sure. We haven't talked a lot about the the rich widow that Guido has been trying to woo. Yeah, I mean, we're about to talk another scene with the two of them, but feel free to. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. Whatever you'd and like I know, say. I know what scene you mean, but. Back when yeah, he first introduced mm-hmm. himself to her, because he'd been kind of like eyeballing her, um, mm-hmm. knew she was really rich, saw the big giant diamond ring on her finger. She was holding a book when they were checking into the cruise. Sorry, I know I totally just derailed this conversation. <laughs> I couldn't fine. derail ourselves. Okay. <laughs> this is what this podcast does. Please derail us anytime you want. She, if I had to guess, she was probably like 60 they're supposed to be like 60 years old. She was holding a book that was called, it was essentially like a, 
I'm pregnant book, you know? I don't remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Was yes. it an I'm pregnant book? Yeah. It was an I'm pregnant I book. I do remember that. Okay. It was like, so you're expecting or like something like that, you know? Um, right. Anyway, when he went to approach her, well, he had a bottle of, uh, of champers sent over to her <laughs> and he was whole, he had bought the same book somewhere in the cruise bookshop, I guess. And she was reading the book and he was like holding oh. it in a way to like, kind of be like, Hey, look, we're reading the oh, same yeah, book. Yeah. And she never commented on it, which I thought was hilarious. Nope. Anyway, I kept on, he kept on pointing at it and then he was like, started doing stuff with his eyebrows and she just wanted to, to jump his bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't pay attention. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just like thought that was interesting, and it kind of yeah. No, I totally, <laughs> I totally did not notice that he had bought the same book as her. Like, I this plotline. We're about to get to why I hate this plotline so much in the next scene. Um, but like, oh god, he's just really bad in this episode. Um, but yeah, speaking of, uh, what happens now is Guido and Mrs. Kenilworth go back to her room and. She tries to seduce him, but he is very upset about the idea of sleeping with a fat woman. And isn't that funny? He's so upset that Mm -hmm. he drops his accent. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That he's supposed to have. Yeah, because he's he's going like, you know, please, please, please. No, not now. And then he just starts talking in his normal whatever accent. And I'm like, oh, you forgot to act here. Whoops. Yeah, it's really bad. The entire joke is like. Isn't it funny that fat women like to have sex? And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And also, it just comes across like super sexual assaulty, and it's just all of it's bad. It's I really so don't bad. Like it. It's bad all around. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also reveals that he was just after her money, and he's a mm-hmm. dick. And, and she was and like, she doesn't care. She was like, <laughs> I don't care how much money you have or who you said you were. I just want to do you. Mm-hmm. And he runs he out of the room. Me on so much. And she says, mm-hmm. "Ooh, I love a man who's hard to get." Yeah. Anyway, runs after him. Maybe. No, I, maybe I. It was glad, bad. Maybe I'm glad that I'm not Italian enough. You know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this won't happen to me. Um, but then after that, we learned that. Uh, Carl goes to see Mr. Rogo, who is the drug dealer crime boss, and he wasn't supposed to be dancing. He was supposed to be confined to his room. Uh, So then he gets murdered. And I don't this is where I wrote. I don't understand who Carl is. Um, He seems too stupid for a life of organized crime. But it makes sense now who he is, right? A little bit. So so he was supposed to look like the drug lord before he changed his appearance. Sure. But so the problem, the problem is that when he first meets Mr. Rogo on the boat, he's surprised to learn that Mr. Rogo is out of prison. Okay, so I think what he's supposed to do is he was (laughs) always supposed to look like him. He didn't know that he was out of prison. And then it's just like, oh, you're my boss. Look, I'm trying a little too hard to defend this right now, (laughs) which is a problem. Uh, Especially after that last scene that just was... The worst thing ever. Uh, yeah. This scene is also part of the second thing that's the worst thing ever. 
Um, I shouldn't be defending it. It doesn't make sense. And also, it's a two-parter, so maybe they'll explain it next next episode. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not holding out hope. But with six minutes left in the episode, they do introduce to us a new storyline. They do. Which is that Matt Matt and CJ are going down to the casino, and they're going to go play some blackjack, but Matt gets carded and is not 21 yet. Um... So then CJ gets a blackjack on her first hand and wins a fair bit, but she decides to keep going. And? And she is very good. And? and keeps winning. And what mm-hmm. else does she do? What? She's flirting with Matt, which is very yes. weird, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, also for context, Val, so earlier on the season, uh, we had an episode where Matt hosted a house party, and Matt's in high school, as is yes. Summer. And he hosted a house party with a bunch of bodacious babes and hunkalicious hunks. And hunkalicious. Uh, he, oh, wow, wow. And <laughs> so he was uh, he invited CJ. And of course, uh, in Baywatch world, CJ is the hottest woman who's ever lived. And of course, CJ Pamela Anderson is a very attractive woman. But she comes mm-hmm. by and the whole party kind of like stops because it's like, wowza. Uh, except for Matt, who's just like CJ comes up and she's going there to say hi to Matt, but he's too busy making out on the lawn chair and uh, with with his girlfriend. And so the way that the the show does this is like it pans up from like leg to leg to boob pauses and then boob to mm-hmm. face to be like, whoa, why aren't you staring at the hot woman? Uh, so a lot of this has been like very distance between Matt and CJ. So for this to happen all of a sudden, it's very weird. There's no context uh, for like them flirting at all. This is the first time I've ever addressed this and I don't uh-huh. like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. We've got just a few more scenes. Um, Guido asks Summer for help hiding from Mrs. Kenilworth. She hides him under a newspaper. What? And then... Oh, yeah. We don't get that. Oh, interesting. Wait, say that again? The other important part of this. So, um, Guido runs into Summer's room and is like, help me, I'm being chased. Um, So she hides him under a blanket and some newspapers. And Mrs. Kenilworth comes in and is like, have you seen a man? And Summer's like, shh, my husband is asleep. Um... And then they take the newspaper off of his face, and on the front page of the newspaper is a story saying that Rogo has escaped, and they recognize him and realize he's on board and is the Mafia man. Um, so Summer goes to tell Mitch about this. Wow, we didn't really get that. This plot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that scene makes everything make a lot of sense um, by wow. Baywatch standards, anyway. Wow, that would have really changed this story. Not really, but yeah. Um, but then, uh, Stephanie sees the goons drop Carl off the ship, and before she can get away, she gets caught and shot, and she gets pushed off the boat. So Mitch sees this and goes to rescue her while the goons watch, and the ship leaves them behind in the water. Um, then we go back to the casino. CJ has bet 5k on one hand, which is the (laughs) casino maximum. And it's looking good, so she ups it all the way to 20k, which I didn't understand, because yeah, I don't know doubles, how the betting rules in Blackjack She works. doubles down, but... She doubles 5k to get 20k? Right, that doesn't make any sense. The only way no. it would make sense is if you had, like, 10k and you had split, 
But you can't right. double down on a split, I don't think. So I don't know. You couldn't get 20,000. It doesn't make any sense. But it's also it does not. The worst scene to have. Like, you should switch this. You should have CJ doubling down and then Stephanie getting shot. Because it's a real bummer. Yeah. Otherwise, or it's like, the boat is sailing away. Oh, no, we're going to be stranded forever. Here is all my money. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's such a dud of an ending. It really is. Well, the so at least in my version, the ending is that then we cut back to Mitch and Stephanie. Nope. Um, just hanging out in the water, watching the boat leave and screaming. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is that. Yeah. It's just like a thirty-second scene. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, that's vacation part one. Okay, so. Let's get to ratings on a yes on a scale of one to ten, where one is discovering that love is dead, and ten is discovering that you have a gold prospecting 49er uncle who left you a gold boot in his will. Valerie, how would you rate this episode? Oh, let's see. <laughs> I would rate this five thousand dollars on blackjack on my first go. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. I watching this episode made me kind of miss this. Made me want to go back and and watch all the episodes that all the last wow. episodes with uh, Billy Warlock that I missed. <laughs> I think I will. You, I loved it. This should. this episode had everything. <laughs> <laughs> and. I can't imagine how part two could get any better. Yeah. Or worse. Um, and or if worse. we had to convert that $5,000 into, a say, a number between one and ten. <laughs> <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to convert that into, like, a uh, Saw at the Hedgehog bar fight scale. <laughs> <laughs> is ten good, one is bad? Yes. yes. It's a solid seven. All right. All right. Uh, Michael, how about you? What would you describe a seven as the experience of? Did I not just do that? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, sorry, sorry. That's right. You did give an elongated version of that. I am sorry. That is my bad. No one's going to be changing their mind, okay? We'll have a good time. (laughs) I work hard for my dime. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) you are this weakest link goodbye uh michael how about you what's your rating for this one um i think we're gonna continue a trend here where uh uh, all the episodes valerie is on for i dis i dislike no is it me uh, yeah it's because of you i actually hate you and that's why um uh, but, but it's also funny because Otherwise, Valerie will will message me about episodes or she used to message me about episodes. And I liked all the episodes she would message me about. But with the episodes she would come on to talk about, I hate. Hmm. I'm sorry. It's it's I, I hate your presence. That's that's, that's fine. You actually <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you picked the episode for me. So it's not really my problem. I did. It was by default because someone else has the other two parter. Um and that's how it works. Um, yeah. I'm going to give this a three. Oh. Um, well, it's for me, it's like, 
I don't. Maybe the second part will be better, and I'll have more. Uh, but uh, I, I just didn't enjoy this a lot. I didn't like Guido's storyline. I was too confused by the Rogo storyline. I didn't like Mitch, but I wasn't a one because it's like I, I I found it at least slightly entertaining. You know, I I wasn't completely bored through it, uh, and there was a lot of stuff going on. But eh, the parts that were there just didn't appeal to me. Um, And three. I don't have a good one this week. Uh, I should have I should have I should have prepared a shame. I know. I know. Uh, Give me 30 seconds here. Let's see if I can think of something. Uh, God, maybe I just was starstruck because I hadn't I because I love <laughs> I love Baywatch so much and I didn't watch it for so long and watching it just made me feel so good maybe I maybe that's why I rated this so high am I wrong could be could am be. I am I wrong I don't know if you're wrong <laughs> well I mean look it's it's all opinions so I mean you don't you're not necessarily wrong I'm not necessarily right uh I'm not Italian enough you know so, I don't know. It's just an opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say a three. <sighs> okay, I'm just going with something uh, random. Oh, well, no. Okay, yeah. Uh, a three is the experience I also had from watching the Cowboy Bebop live action, which I didn't enjoy very much, and that made me sad because yeah. Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and I think it's one of the best TV shows of all time. And... The live action is very much not uh, Morgan. That's what I've heard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you should, you should, by the way, Morgan. You should absolutely watch the anime Cowboy Bebop. I think you would yeah. love it. Don't. No, watch, I've had it recommended by don't watch many the, people. The live action, which has great lines such as "Welcome to the ouch, motherfucker." Uh, yeah, maybe one of the worst line. Oh, actually, that's not the worst line in the show. The worst line of the show might be where a black character says, this sounds like blackmail. And a very horny older white woman says, but you are black and you are male. Yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. Yeah, it's it's real bad. And I blame Joss Whedon because it sounds like something he would write. Yeah. What um, about you? Yeah. So this episode I did not like. Um, God, uh, the damn. Guido storyline really dragged it down for Don't me. Take it I thought personally. it was really shitty. Um, I also, uh, and so I have an additional almost seven minutes of montage compared to your episode. Um, and boy, oh fucking boy, do I wish I had watched the version without those seven minutes of montage because they added nothing and were very long and boring. Um, so I, I am actually going to agree with Michael here and say that it is a three. Um, I I just there were very few redeeming qualities of this episode to me. Um, and I am going to steal Michael's ongoing joke for this episode and say that a three is the experience of not being Italian enough. Uh, I feel validated. <laughs> it's what I aim for. In all of my daily interactions. I think, so, by the way, I think something about this episode, I, I watched, um, I watched Alison Pregler's review of it, 
And she pointed out that it seems like this episode was a chance for the cast to go on an actual vacation themselves. Oh, for sure. And then just shoot an episode while it happened with everyone who was there. And I, I like that idea, because if that's actually what happened, I might bump the reading up to like a four or five based on cast happiness. But <laughs> I can't confirm that. So it's for me. It's true. For me, it's a three. I hope next episode is is better. In fact, let's talk about next episode which yes, may or may let's. not be part two of vacation i hope it, it, it is. is okay <laughs> um uh the baywatch wiki says stephanie is shot this is not correct stephanie is shot of the cruise boat by a drug dealing <laughs> woman and mitch jumps in to save her they struggle to stay afloat in the water in the water Matt and CJ win big in the casino, and Summer gets worried when she can't find Mitch, which, based on that description, tells us literally nothing we don't know. Uh, Yeah. But the INDB description says, The wounded Stephanie and Mitch are stranded together, or are stranded treading water in the shark-infested waters of the Pacific. Oh, boy. stay alive. More sharks. Oh, boy. In the morning, they find a small, uninhabited island to rest until rescued where Stephanie goes into shock from hypothermia. Wow. Oh, boy. Back on the ship, CJ tells Matt all about her addiction to gambling after winning and losing a large amount of her own money. And Guido continues to avoid the love-starved woman out to find him. Oh, great. When Rogo and his men realize that Summer is onto them, they abduct her and then hijack the bridge, threatening to kill everyone unless the ship takes them to Mexico. So, sounds like we have uh, a high-stakes episode potentially mm-hmm. maybe i uh, know. who knows and you know it's, it's really interesting to me because there's two reviews of this episode one is from the iconic sand crab 722 10 out of 10 uh victorian children play in the leaves what more could you want omg hostages sharks perfect episode don't miss it and then cool Bombers fly up, says. It's not nice. It's it's not nice. Thought Mitch would wrestle the shark. Nothing this guy can't do. Then there's Summer with the karate kick. Brilliant. <laughs> but three out of ten, so I don't know. Bombers fly up is a bit of a... Of a God, I, I'm personifying... I mean, they're actual real people. <laughs> personifying their characters. He's just a curmudgeon all the time. Oh, wait, you know this guy, too? Oh, yeah, I know all these people personally. You know, they're <laughs> Bombers uh, fly up. They're all- uh, can we get you on an episode of the pod? Yeah, please, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. Uh, uh, I feel like we generally, other than Sandcrab722, we generally rate the episodes higher than most of the reviewers because the reviewers of Baywatch tend to uh, not enjoy subtlety. And mm-hmm. there's parts of the show where there is actual subtlety to like, oh, wow, it's really deep how Mitch has this relationship with his son. And sometimes he discusses real world problems with him or like there's the episode where uh, with Mitch's dad where he realizes he's never told his dad he loves him. And then he finally has this like chance to you know, make up with his dad right as he finds out his dad is going to die. And so it's this like really you know, deep emotions of, of like, 
wow, like, how do I wrestle with the fact that my dad's dying and now I'm developing a relationship with him? And I thought that was really good. And they're like, dads are stupid. Fuck this episode one out of ten, you know? So I think we generally enjoy the episodes more. However, we're not giving... 10 out of 10s to every episode, like Sand Crab 722 is the absolute legend. I don't know. Sand Crab left a one-star review on Shark Derby, which I personally loved. There are sharks. There is screaming. Don't bother. Just skip straight to season three. (laughs) Was that? That's Jill's big, like, goodbye. Right? Was that 722? Yes. That was 722. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a 277 thing to say. It does. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need a life. Yeah, God. <laughs> but you know the best way for us to get a life? That is to start wrapping this episode up, I to which probably, I will say, I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it'll work as well as anything else. Well, um, oh, yeah, who knows? I think, Only one way to find out. I think um, we, should, we should get uh, branded, like, uh, travel mugs or, like, Oh, no, we should make Baywatch Rookie School Steins. I was just thinking about sure. that earlier. You just, wait, you agree? That's, I mean... We lose money to this podcast every month. <laughs> you want to lose more money? I mean, I don't want to order a lot of them, but I would order, like, five. W- should we do that? Let's do it. I want to get the logo on a Stein. I want to own a Stein. I, I want a Stein once for free at Rhino's. Yeah. And then... Uh, they tried to hand it to me and they dropped it and they said, we don't have another one. Sorry. So now I what don't the fuck. Yeah, I know. It's super fucked up. So now I don't have a Stein and I wow. want one, uh, just because. Yeah. Should it sounds like it's more like Stein house. Um, what? there was nothing. Uh, pretend oh, I, I get Ryan house Stein house, but it was no mm-hmm. Stein house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they didn't have, um, it's no Steinbeck. Um, no Jerry Seinfeld here. <laughs> Jerry Steinfeld. Um, <laughs> Jerry, Five out of ten. I like Jerry Steinfeld. Five out of ten, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's generous, if I'm being honest. Here. Stein out of ten. Goodbye. Oh, no. Goodbye. Uh, um, <laughs> two Val, stars. thank you so <laughs> much for coming on this episode. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. It's been great wait, wait. having you back. Wait, did I get two stars because I'm not Italian enough? <laughs> Tune in next week and find out. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say we'll have you on again soon. But uh, well, you'll be on next week. So. But you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap this up, Val, do you have anything you want to plug? Any? Uh, I don't know. Anything you want to say? Ooh, wow. Let's see. Mm, what do I want to plug? Wow. Uh, Philadelphia cream cheese. All right. All right. I it's, love it. It's delicious. It's the best <laughs> cream cheese you can buy at the store. Uh, have a spoonful. Put it on your bagel. Put it on your English muffin. Uh, yeah, that's it. Put it on your hot dog. You know you know what technology I have developed recently as regards cream cheese? I've started buying tubs of um, those little pretzel bites that you can get at, like, Safeway mm-hmm. that you heat up in the oven and dipping those in cream cheese. Very oh, fun. yeah. I can tell you. Good shit. Mix a little cream cheese with a little everything bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. Ooh, hoo, hoo, and then take wow. a hot dog. And Luxury. <laughs> Seattle dog. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it's it. It's a good dog. 
It's a very good dog. It's the best dog, debatably. The goodest boy. Um, <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening to this episode Wait, of Baywatch Rookie Morgan, School. Last thought. Yes. Just because Jesus Christ. This is a stupid thought. I'll forget it later. Uh, Morgan, what do you think Luigi Primo's favorite hot dog is? Uh, it's got to be some sort of like, uh, like pizza dog, right? Like, I would imagine you like, so. He's the most Italian man. So I mean, so I'm thinking about this now, and like you split a hot dog bun open, you cover it in pizza sauce and. Ooh mozzarella and then just like bake it and stick a hot dog in the middle and fold it back closed i would eat that that, that sounds, sounds great amazing and we also have proof that luigi primo did tell us that he loves onions uh, true onions that it makes his eyes water by just eating it so you would true. put a bunch of onions on it uh i think we should make that i agree yeah okay now um, you can continue with your thing. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snotsnit, S N O T S N I T. We'll see you next week. And just remember invent those dogs. Um, invent those <laughs> dogs? Yeah. Like, we invented a pizza dog tonight. I want our beef boys to invent more dogs. Like, Two out of ten. Yeah. Aww. God, I, I'm going to have to get that a solid like, one. <laughs>